0: Of course, last night we were supposed to have a conversation that unfortunately we were not able to have simply because of the density of the schedule and lineup we had and also just how we couldn't in any way truncate some of those conversations and make them any shorter. In any event, we are quite happy to have our guest from yesterday returning to the airwaves today. And for that, we will give him... A gratuitous extra three minutes on air, Mr. Herschel Michael Marsdorp, Group Executive at Labatt Healthcare. And, of course, the name Labatt should ring a bell because we had quite an extensive campaign sometime last year with them. Was it the year before? I can't remember now. With uh, Brian von Royen. Now, it is worthwhile and powerful message in the Sona. Our take from the President's message is that it's the time has come for the commercial proposition of cannabis to be mined for its full economic Im- potential and impact. South African cannabis companies will capitalize from this and the sector will be a powerful thrust for measurable change in our manufacturing and service industries. At least these are the words of Herschel Masdorp, group executive at Labatt Healthcare. Now, we know that the country's European counterparts in the cannabis industry and in some parts of the United States even will reluctantly concede that South African raw material cannabis supply is now their promise for the sustainable growth of their pharmaceutical manufacturing industry tell us more about all of what i've said good evening mr Marsdorp. thank you so much for joining us and your patience and certainly go to town with all of this song good evening thank you very much thank you much. for the invitation mm. what are we talking about here you know this should be an opportunity for all of us to lick our lips surely no, absolutely i
1: think uh, we, we are of course very encouraged by the very clear message from government from the chief executive it's a, it's a worthwhile, you know, it's a valiant gesture, it's a strong message in the state of the nation address. You know, by by its very character, uh, the state of the nation address talks to the status of the country. And secondly, it also unveils the government's agenda for the year. But integral there is, is the intentional, the, it, it proposes legislative measures, you know, for relevant government departments. And... In that regard, I think it's important that uh, we, we realise that the industrialization of both cannabis and hemp can have really impactful significance, you know, to support our economic recovery objectives. Um uh, and we paving the way for the next decade at least, you know, in cannabis and in policies. We have we have a, a kind of a bias from the point of view, we believe that I the point of departure should be the sustainable development goals. You know, there are recommendations for the implementation of cannabis policies uh, that's aligned to the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And in that regard, I believe uh, the President could have gone slightly further to make clear, crisp mention of, of certain policy reforms that will be made in order to achieve this objective of industrializing the sector.
0: Can we talk about these benefits that we are talking about? I mean, you can actually just slow the conversation down and actually tell us. When we're talking about cannabis, this is what we're talking about. And, of course, Some of the people, including myself, use the word cannabis and hemp interchangeably. And I would imagine there is a difference there, even if it's nuanced. And what are we talking about when we talk about the total value chain of this industry that hemp and cannabis is? What can we look forward to and what these regulatory interventions will in time unlock for economic um, activity and going forward?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, we can differentiate between the two. Um, uh, hemp, we, we're talking about industrial type of applications. Uh, you're looking at using the hemp fiber, you know, using the raw materials of the plant, very differently from the way cannabis is cultivated for active pharmaceutical ingredients. You target specific molecules, so you, you grow the plant for the extraction of compounds for medicinal purposes. So that is, the, 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 I think, the, a fair, simple differentiation between the two. Uh, so as far as, as, as cannabis is generally is concerned, the diversification in the type of cannabis products that's manufactured, they, those can be health-related products, it can be food, energy, uh, bioplastics. In fact, most of the vehicles that you see today, the dashboards, the inter in, Internal panels of the, of, of the vehicles are all basically hemp plastics, natural fibers uh, that is being made from for, for bioplastic manufacturing purposes. You know. um, so we need to look at uh, ways where we can reduce all these different farmers' vulnerability to market price variations, to begin to contribute to local and, and self-sufficiency. Um, uh, this is also a kind of a key element in the way that Labatt has uh, put forward its commercial approach to the hemp industry as well. From the from, uh, cultivation of hemp for industrial purposes, for the purposes of, of whether it be for plastics manufacturing, whether it be for hemp creep for the construction sector, or whether it be for biomass for the production of hydrogen energy. Uh, the, the There are real opportunities for small scale farmers to mm-hmm. farm hemp per uh, hectare and take a sustainable uh, living you know we can change household economics we can create jobs uh if we are taking the key enablers seriously as a government uh because those key enablers are effectively the the various pieces of regulations of the of different sets of legislation those like, these enablers are indispensable Let's remember that it is also cross-cutting yeah. uh, it's cross-cutting the the if you we say we want to industrialize camping cannabis we must make policy reforms across the board, uh, Safety and Security Act, Department of Agriculture, uh, Correctional Services, water. Uh, Department of Health. We have to look at the QCTOs and the Department of Education, the Quality Council for Trades and Occupations, and look at what these new occupational categories will be for the employees, for employees in, in the industry. There are, there are, there are, there are, there's a lot of work to be done. At the end of the day, we do know, as you can appreciate, this is still a new category in the formal economy. Um, there's, so there's, there are adjustments and amendments that need to be made from a labor regulation point of view. For instance, the Constitutional Court ruling in 2018 uh, provides you with the rights, enables you to to use cannabis privately at at, your, at, your, at your home. Uh, what is the impact on that uh, in the workplace? So workplace drug testing, for instance, operating the rigid equipment or the or machinery uh, the following day. So, you know, when we talk about specialisation, it's important that we care, that we make reference to these various pieces of legislation, and we really take heed and, and take the opportunity right now to 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 address it. I mean, there are some reports now like, that says the establishment of a cannabis task team in the presidency. This is, this is significant. I mean, this is very, really, very really good. Um, uh, and the World Health Organization, by the way, still takes on Africa recently as the third biggest supplier of illicit cannabis globally. We talk about 2,500 tons of cannabis being supplied to the global market. Uh, and... As bad know, as
0: that sounds, there's opportunity certainly to turn that around with the processes that are now in place in the country
1: absolutely that that is the process but the cannabis market you understand is to a large extent dominated by local cultivation and local consumption uh, and cannabis crops are grown mostly by small rural communities food producers and family farmers uh, And they're largely curtailed and still exploited by the drug trafficking and regulatory authorities you know? about the the the, the eradication policies it is a very very serious problem in south africa if we want to industrialise, I mean, these corrupt eradication policies need to be. We need to urgently discontinue. It. You know, we distract farmers' sole means of survival. We push them much deeper into poverty, and there are other related kind of practices. You know, uh, indiscriminate mass eradication methods that must be stopped. If we are going to embrace and enable an industry, we need to completely liberalise this uh-huh, industry. Uh-huh. Let me so, so, there's a direct me- link. There's a direct link between. the the formal cannabis markets. You know, we we license cultivators in South Africa to grow cannabis purely for the purpose of export. The way government has done that is more than 40, more, more close to 50 illegal cultivators in South Africa. But this particular approach has already alienated those communities who've been... Uh, farming and cultivating cannabis for for decades and decades, mm, so mm. a part of the formal economy. So you know there are some measures that need to opportunity put in place.
0: No, certainly we we don't want to find ourselves in an environment where, with all this opportunity that we have. We don't take as much of the number that we could take with us going forward for precisely the economic benefits that you've spoken of. You spent some time talking about the industrial issues, and I do want to know, because I think this is something that has oftentimes been lamented with African economies, that they might mine, as it were, in this case produce the raw material. Would we have the total value chain? Is the capacity for the total value chain in the industry of hemp, such that whatever leaves here from industry is the final product for consumption in other countries where they cannot do anything more to it. In other words, can we own the total it's value the chain? Yeah. yeah, can we own yeah. the total value chain and simply. I
1: that, that's, that's, that's an excellent question. And that is, that is both the dilemma that we have and both the opportunity that we have. you know If we bowl the city kind of skill development framework, right, and we have a significant inherent knowledge. So Let's talk about its value chain very quickly. Firstly, this starts off at, from a cultivation point of view, having the appropriate genetics, you know the right kind of cultivar that you grow. This is very really important because we also have, uh, from a cannabis point of view, before we talk about hemp, from a cannabis point of view, we also have long-standing uh, uh, and it's crucial that we actually actively preserve this, long-standing indigenous knowledge systems you know that are applicable. As far as the ethno medicine and medicinal capabilities and, and the qualities are concerned, of the land races that, that we refer to, right. Right. These are these are cultivars of cannabis that have acclimated. You know, it it, it kind of prolifically grows and grows with, with uh, in a very robust way. And it produces the molecule of a significantly good quality that's of export quality. That our farmers are in the way that we can actually link these farmers to the international market. So we need to, to address that. Um, as far as processing is concerned, so we need to be able to understand exactly then what is primary processing, secondary processing, when we, pre- when we manufacture the raw material for the process of manufacturing, if you can't say to textiles, for instance. So the one missing link, which we have taken care of, as private sector as industry, we have taken care of, um, as well as our research institutions and agencies of government, we have gone a long way. Uh, to build our own knowledge infrastructure and capability to be able to process natural fiber um, uh, for the purposes of a of, uh, of final product we are very very far along the way um, in that regard uh, in fact we just recently have um, uh, concluded an agreement I'm, I'm unable to give more detail with a significant research institution us to co- co- cooperate and collaborate with regard to developing their free knowledge systems that's necessary very well uh, this is what i'm going to
0: do because i have run out of time here herschel i want to invite you back together with the department involved but i understand that there is a caller is there a caller there isn't a caller i beg your pardon i thought there was a caller i'm going to invite you with the department together with one other industry body or regulatory body It could be the south african health products regulatory authority and i think they might be the most fit for purpose Just so that now that there is, if you like, this new industry, which is always there, but I mean, I'm going to call it an industry now because at least it's getting to the formal stages where then South Africans can actually engage this question. It's obviously going to touch on land issues. I mean, you need the land to start the industrial part of it all. And this is a pertinent question in South Africa's economy. And also precisely to formalize what you have suggested and have said, has been happening for decades, and we are, what, top three producers of this in the world. This is a serious economic opportunity that requires some wise heads and credible voices. By all accounts, from the campaign we had with Labud Health Laboratories last time and with you now, it's all systems go. Keep your eyes peeled for your phone. It will ring very soon. For now, Michael, thank you for your time. Thank you
1: so much. Okay, so all the best. Take care. Thank you for the time.
0: Group executive okay. about healthcare, okay. Herschel, Michael Masdorp, talking to us about an industry that is surely gonna take us high.